You're listening to Rama for Today. First, he said, be careful for nothing. That's a little bit blind to us. A better translation, some of the other translations reads, in nothing be anxious. God don't want you to be anxious. If you are, you shouldn't be. What are you going to do about it? If I'm not going to worry, what am I going to do then? You're going to do what the Bible said. Be careful for nothing. In nothing be anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. He said, for instance, there in John, you remember the gospel of the 14th chapter, where Jesus said, if you'll ask anything in my name, 14th chapter, 14th verse, if you'll ask anything in my name, I will do it. King James translated, said, I will. Now, I bring that to your mind because it said here, I will do seven things. God said, I will do for you. And so here he said, uh, now the translators felt like that they ought to use either I will or I shall because that's the strongest assertion that you can make in the English language. You cannot make anything stronger than saying, I will do it or I shall do it. That's the strongest assertion that you can make. And so the translators ought thought that putting it into the English, they should make it the strongest assertion that can be made. But he read it to me, to our group in the Greek, and it was all Greek to me. And then he said, uh, now I'm going to translate that, you know, literal translation. What it literally said. Here's what it said. He said, if you'll ask anything in my name, if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. Praise God for the and thank God he can because he's the one that's more than enough now then there are seven things that this God said almighty God the one that's more than enough there are seven things that he said I'll do uh, for you him that has set his love upon me Thank God I've set my love upon him. Have you set your love upon him? Well, he said, number one, I will deliver him. Thank God this God that's more than enough is a delivering God. We mentioned Israel a moment ago. Shall we briefly refer again to Israel? God had said to Abraham that his, that his descendants would be sojourners in a foreign land for 400 years. But God said, I will bring them out with a strong hand. And God doesn't forget his promise in 430 years afterwards. Bless God, he raised up Moses and then Aaron to lead Israel out of Egypt and he brought them out with a strong hand and he's still saying delivering God today as he was then he said I will deliver him he that has set his love upon me I will deliver him number two he said I will answer him God has always been a prayer answering God in the Old Testament you know Jeremiah 33 3 said call unto me and I'll answer thee and show thee great mighty things which thou knowest not praise God and in the Old Testament in the 43rd book of Isaiah and the 25th and 26th verses God said I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions and I will not remember thine iniquities and then he said put me in remembrance remind him bless God of his promise remind him his word put me in remembrance he said declare thou or the margin says set forth thy case or thy cause that thou mayest be justified but then when we come over to the New Testament we find those marvelous promises that so thrill our hearts for instance Matthew 7 7 in the 8th verse where Jesus said ask it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knocking it shall be opened you for he that asketh receiveth he that seeketh findeth to him that knocketh it shall be opened blessed be God and then coming over to the 20th 
21st chapter of Matthew and, and down about the 21st and 22nd verses Jesus said what things ever you ask in prayer believing you shall receive then coming over into Mark the 11th chapter and the 24th verse Jesus said what things ever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and ye shall have them and then come over into the book of Luke and Luke records about the same words that Matthew does asking shall be given unto you seeking you shall find knocking shall be open unto you for he that asked to receive it he that knocketh you see it's open unto him and so on and then we see in the book of John that John gives us some more words that fell from the lips of the immaculate son of God that thrill our spirits and stir our souls today for here he said in the 16th chapter of John's gospel you remember and the 23rd and 24th verses in that day you shall ask me nothing that's the day we're living in now you shall ask me nothing but whatsoever you ask the father in my name he'll give it you praise God ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full and in John the 15th chapter 7th verse if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you praise God forevermore and then as we come over to the book of the Acts of the Apostles we see that he's still a God that hears and answers prayer the God that's more than enough Peter and John had gone into the temple through the gate called beautiful at the hour of prayer three o'clock in the afternoon and there sat the man that's lean from his mother's womb who was begging alms and Peter fast his eyes upon him and John said look on us and the man looked upon them expecting to receive something of them and Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth rise up and walk and he took the man by the hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones became strong and healed and he went into the temple walking leaping and praising God and when this was noised abroad the crowd came together and Peter and John were taken in quest and they were commanded by the chief priests and the elders to preach and teach no more in the name of Jesus and over in the fourth chapter of Acts in the 23rd verse it said being let go they went into their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them oh bless God I like that they went into their own company I like the company I run with I like this amen praise God I like this full gospel businessman bunch Praise God, I like this full gospel businessmen bunch. I'm not ashamed of my company. They, they, they're my kind. Praise God. And they went to their own company, reported all that the chief priests and elders said unto them. Now get this. And they, the whole company of believers, lifted up their voices one accord in prayer unto God and said, Now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Hallelujah. Behold their threatenings. And they didn't uh, elect some kind of a committee to go wait on them, see if they couldn't work out something so they can sort of work together a little bit. No, bless God, they said, Behold their threatenings. And then they concluded that prayer by saying, Grant that thy servants shall be enabled to speak thy word with boldness by stretching forth thine hand to heal the sick and the signs and wonders shall be wrought in the name of the holy child Jesus and the Bible said the place was shaken where they were assembled and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost not them shaking the house shook bless God we need, we, we need some pray, praying like that today that'll shake the very place where we're praying hallelujah because you see he's a prayer ancient God he said I will answer him and you can go just over a little step further or we can record or could quote many incidents but we'll have to jump over a few here we get into the 16th chapter of Acts and we see Paul and Silas down there you see in Philippi and they're in jail oh yes and their feet are in stocks and their backs are bleeding because they've been whipped in their innermost prison but the Bible said at midnight at midnight at midnight at midnight now that's true it literally happened at midnight 12 o'clock but right on the other hand there's a symbolical thought here the midnight in your life the darkest hour in your life this Bible tells you what to do bless God at midnight they prayed at midnight they prayed at midnight they prayed that's a good thing to do no matter how it is in your life at midnight they prayed and sang praises unto God hallelujah amen and the Bible said the prisoners heard them they didn't do it silently they did it out loud the prisoners heard them but somebody else heard it this this God that's more than enough heard it praise God I can just see him look down over the banisters of heaven and say to one of the angels what in the world is that coming up here and he said that's old Paul that's silence down there in jail praise God and he reached over the banisters of heaven and got a hold of that old jail and shook it bless God until every 
door flew open and every window flew open and every cell door flew open and the jailer thought they'd escaped and he knew he'd get the cost of his life and he's going to fall on his sword and kill himself. And Paul said, do thyself no harm. We're all here. Praise God. And the man called for a light and sprang in and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I shall be saved in thy house. And he was saved that very night. Bless God. And they had a midnight supper in his home. Praise the Lord Jesus. Well, we could go right on down the line, uh, but we get over into the letters that are written to the church, the epistles that are written to believers. And we see over there, Paul writes to the church at Philippi. And blessed be God in the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, he said, be careful for nothing. That's a little bit blind to us. A better translation, some of the other translations reads, in nothing be anxious. God don't want you to be anxious. If you are, you shouldn't be. What are you going to do about it? If I'm not going to worry, what am I going to do then? You're going to do what the Bible said. Be careful for nothing. In nothing be anxious. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And so you see, this is just a few. Not all of them. Certainly not all of them. But this is enough of them to set our hearts on fire. This is enough of it to set us a praying. Because he said, I'll answer prayer. I'll answer prayer. I'll answer him. I'll answer him. The almighty God. The one that's more than enough. Said he that sets his love upon me, I'll answer him. I'll answer him. And then blessed be God. The third thing he said is, I'll be with him in trouble. No, God didn't say we wasn't going to have any trouble. There's no need of you thinking you're going to float through life on flowery beds of ease because you're not. You no, no need of you think that the blessings of God, the realities of God, the blessings of life are going to fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. Just shake the tree and down come the ripe cherries because they're not. You see, my friend, there's an enemy that's arrayed against you. The God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Satan is called the God of this world and he is out to defeat you. And Satan is, you know, walking about as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion, but as one. Seeking whom he may devour. And, and, and he'll devour you if you'll let it. But thank God you don't have to. No, God didn't say we wasn't going to have any trouble. There in the Old Testament, he said the afflictions. You see, the word afflictions in the Bible doesn't mean sickness and disease. The, the Hebrew word, both the Greek word, means the test and the trial. You see over there in James, the fifth chapter and the 14th verse, where it said, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anoint the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith to save the sick, the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sin, it shall be forgiven him. Now, just two verses above that, it said, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him do his own praying. Is it is any merry? Let him sing psalms. And then he said, Is any sick? You see, he's talking about three different things there. Is any afflicted among you? Let him pray. Let him do his own praying. Is any merry? Let him sing. Let him do his own singing. Is any sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. See, sickness is not afflicted. We use that word that way. But it doesn't mean that. Look up the word in the Hebrew or in the Greek. And it means a test. The trials. And so he said the afflictions. The test. The trials of the righteous are many. But the Lord delivers them out of half of them. Oh no, all of them. Praise God. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the Kenneth E. Hagan Legacy Bible. It's bound in beautiful black genuine leather, contains a collection of 26 lessons on faith and the harmony of the four Gospels. But wait, that's not where this offer stops. If you buy the Bible for $129.95, Kenneth and Lynette will give you the three CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Keys to the Greater Glory, Kenneth E. Hagan's single CD, The Reality of Heaven and Hell, and finally, Kenneth E. Hagan's DVD entitled, Bring Back the King. 
These three resources are retailed at $42.95, but are free with the purchase of this Bible. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Don't forget... February the 17th through the 22nd Winter Bible Seminar and Worldwide Homecoming. And you're going to want to come and see what's happening with Rama all over the world. It's going to be great. Uh, in fact, I was hearing for some, from some of the other campuses mm -hmm. and uh, I believe... Uh, I believe they said Brazil had about a hundred coming. Wow! I, I, now don't hold me to that number, but that's what they they thought. It and then uh, they're coming from Nigeria. Uh, they're coming from the other Africa. They're Europe. Yes. They're coming from from the uh, Australia and and Samoa and. Asia, I don't know where all they're, they, we got 230 campuses in 51 nations, so uh, that's a lot, that's a lot of people coming, but Thursday night is the night, if you can't be in here any other time except maybe Thursday and Friday, Thursday night is the night you want to be there because that's when we will have the parade of flags. That's right. And the, from the different countries, many of them will be dressed in their native costumes, which will be, it, it's just beautiful. Yes, I mean, we've had one of these before and it is very touching. If you are a partner of this ministry or that you've ever given to this ministry, you want to be here to see what you have helped accomplish and yes. accomplish all over the world. February 17th through the 22nd. That's right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.